Round one, go. All right, well, this is going to be an interesting program. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> this is Doug Bassler. And this is Marty McClendon. Welcome to Doug and Marty versus the world. It's going to be a great program, uh, bringing it to you. We have a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're a commentary show. We have opinions, which we are not afraid to share. But there's really some important stuff to discuss today. Hopefully it brings some value to you, you know, and give you some tools as well. But we have a lot going on in the world right now, Doug, don't we? And uh, so uh, I know yeah, that news and opinion. And I think we should let our listeners know that we're going to go the entire program with no commercial interruptions today. This is going to be a special program. Uh, we in, had intended to record this program a couple of days ago, live from the demilitarized zone, otherwise known as the state capital of Washington in Olympia, which is now surrounded, surrounded, excuse me, by mm. a chain link fence guarded by national guardsmen and state patrolmen. And uh, so the Democrats will tell you uh, bla uh, blatantly, vocally, verbally with, with great passion that walls don't work. However, they have built a wall around your state capital. This is a huge uh, breaking story we uh, want to cover today. Uh, when we want to cover the that at the state level and the national level as well, and Doug has a story, I'll have him start the story in a second. But the same liberal, the same leftist want to let you know that guns don't work. And yet you have armed guards surrounding your public facilities, you know, a fence and the state law enforcement agency there at the beck and call of Jay Inslee. Now, many of us, many of our listeners know what happened at the national level and there's more and more coming out where we talked a little bit last week, but you know, or about this rush to judgment for Donald Trump about the, uh, the breaching of the Capitol and, and, and the, newfound fear by the political left that how bad this is. And yet they've been silent for months and months and months when you have BLM, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, uh, for four months in Portland, in Seattle, in the shop zone and Chaz zone, they didn't seem to care when things were being destroyed. Obviously we know this is political, but it's beyond that. Uh, this right here though, the impact at the national and the state level I want to do, put in contrast before we tell our story and before we talk about the greater impact to our rights and our freedoms and what this means for you and me and, and Doug and our families and the generations to come in this state. At the national level, though, you have this thing where you have provocateurs, people of Black Lives Matter, people of Antifa dressed like Trump supporters that breach the thing. And then the political left using this as a tool to censor people. We'll talk more about that later. Well, it is a big thing. You literally had a million people rallying there that could have made it worse. You had a couple hundred people that breached the facilities and, you know, uh, broke into Pelosi's office and stuff. Maybe, so not I, even okay. that, maybe even not even that many. Right, right. They're saying a couple hundred, but we don't know. You know, then you take the state, Washington state level. Now, back it up to where we're at. Jay Inslee's mansion is on the Capitol property, on state land where the governor is supposed to reside, but he resides in Bainbridge Island. You know how it goes. And peaceful protesters walk through an open gate onto the lawn to take some selfies. We're talking five or six people. Inslee ordered this, the National Guard to uh, camp around, put the fences up, and draw in the state patrol for that. 
It's not the same thing. They're not even close to be on the same scale. But they're using that once again, just like they're using COVID as, as a way to shut down those that are pro-business, um, the, those that may vote against them. This is punitive in nature, whether it be the COVID or this, so that you, we don't have access to state property, the property where people go to represent us. So now that our state legislature is now doing a virtual 102-day-long uh, uh, session um, where we have even less input because we can't access it. And so Doug and I decided that we'd go down, we'd uh, call attention to this with the fence, the fact that we're being, we're not allowed to access, even our representatives who we've elected uh, to represent us don't have access to it because of the National Guard and because of this trumped up, no pun there on Trump, but on the literally the individual small case where people took selfies, which happens on a regular basis throughout the year, but they used it for an excuse to shut down the campus. So Doug, go from there. And, uh, you know, it's almost as bad as when Jar Jar Binks, you know, voted uh, extra power to the emperor in Star Wars, right? So, you know, we knew Jar Jar was a bad character, right? People universally hating on Jar Jar. And, um, and so we did not know, Marty, we did not know in the 2020 elections that we were reelecting Jar Jar Binks to be governor of Washington State. And so, Misa, think uh, you so bad. Misa I think we did know. National Guard. So, I think we did rate, know. So, yeah. we know this is ridiculous. Okay. There was a, uh, there was a, definitely a move to guard the doors of the Capitol. Okay. That was pretty well published. And so we can't say that it was only this one thing, but they had actually canceled that event um, after the, the, the smackdown in uh, DC. So basically what is happening is we are being, we are being smacked down. We are being taken out. So you and I show up at the fence at the, at the wall, I was taught, I was interacting with the, the national guardsman. I said, Hey, we're getting ready to put a, you know, put up our radio recording equipment over here. It could get loud. We had a PA system. Um, you know, it, you and I decided we were going to bring the pop-up, even though it was a beautiful day on Wednesday we didn't really need it, but that was the, the, the cause, the root cause of this, that's a structure. So, I don't know if you've ever put up a pop-up tent in your yard, but you probably need to go down and get that permitted, you know, from the city first. So you need to get, you need to pay your, um, your, uh, what do they call that? Your um, different uh, your discovery, fee. your fees, yeah. your, you have to have, do your deferment, your, yeah. get your, uh, you know, for the environment and all that, put your pop-up up, have your picnic. And then when you take it down, of course, then you'll need to do it again. Uh, so that that's a structure. Then we said, okay, well, well, we'll take that down. Marty and I were nice guy. It wasn't raining. Didn't care. We'll take mm -hmm. it down. Oh, well, those speakers on those speaker stands, those are also a structure. And um, so, you know, I have had, let's say some run-ins with uh, law enforcement over the last year as I've exercised my uh, first amendment and other amendment uh, bill of rights rights that are given by God, by the way, guaranteed mm -hmm. by the constitution. Uh, they weren't interested in, in seeing any of that, of course. 
uh, they only wanted us to not do what we were doing. Okay. Obviously, if we're there, we are a threat. Mm -hmm. So um, he quoted WAC 200-220. I went and looked at that. There's nothing in WAC 200-220 about structures. And, uh, and even if there was, uh, I don't think a, a portable speaker stand with a speaker on it is a structure. Do you, brother? I don't consider even the table is not a structure. So we were told that we could have in this setting, uh, you had these two people that supposedly run the campus, very little ID. Um, we had three state patrol came over and said, you have to move. Ultimately ended up with five. I know we'll get there, Okay, but they were here. And then a couple more came over because we were questioning like, well, what do we have to do? Where can we go? And one of the state patrol actually told us that if you go just over there, you know, it's, it's city property. It's where the sidewalk where we've had rallies before. We're trying to be reasonable. We're let's say this doesn't make any sense because you can have handheld like a bullhorn, or if you had your equipment, you can hold it. It wouldn't be a structure, which seems ridiculous to me, first of all. And then as Doug finds out, these aren't structures. There's no rule about that. You know, then they said, well, you should have got a permit. And then we made the comment that, the permit office is closed. They and said, they said, well, yeah, we, we aren't giving permits. And we're not giving permits. It's like, okay, that makes no sense. So, but being nice guys as we are, uh, we said, all right, you know, we understand that we're our first amendment rights being tread on, but we're here. We're gonna try to get the news out. We're media, by the way, we're here to do a radio show. We moved to where they told us to go, which is across, you know, I don't know, a block or so away across the grass. A couple hundred yards. Yeah, not far. Uh, we set the entire thing up. The Far tent, enough. <laughs> yeah, the table. You're right. You know, the, the bottom line is, and then all of a sudden, as soon as we get ready to do the show again, here they come again with their uh, Washington State Patrol and with the two guys. And says, well, no, you can't stay here. And we said, well, what? You told us. No, no, I didn't. It was the State Patrol. And he, they were wrong. And then we went around and around. The State Patrol come over and said, oh, yeah, they can be right here. He goes, no, you're wrong. And then the State Patrol said, no, we have to listen to them. And of course, Doug argued our First Amendment rights, our Constitution. We had our friend there. But then all of a sudden, other state patrol. I think we have four or five new state patrol cars pull up. So now you have, like Doug said, five to eight. I think at one point in time, I counted. Plus the two people that work there talking to me and Doug. And if, if you guys see me and Doug, we're not that scary. We're you know older guys that you know doing radio. We're like, seriously? For us to do a radio show on the road? on the sidewalk, and yet they made a point, you have to leave, you have to move. And uh, we, we've even been though, told to remove you. Yes, even though I said, look, you told us, and well, I said, no, no, we didn't, I said, no. I showed them on the, the I video recorded the whole thing, of course, yes. because yeah. that's what you do when you're getting these confrontations. So we'll give this, you know, this uh, heads up to our listeners. If you're in a confrontation, if, if the police are coming over or whatever, get your cameras on and record. I actually even told Marty, hey, Marty, get your camera on. You record yep. as well. And Carrie, our friend Carrie there was there. She was recording as well. So we have three perspectives. I have the guy on camera saying, you can go over here past the fountain and you can do it. I actually showed it. And so what did they say? Oh, I made a mistake. I was wrong. But they waited, Marty, until we had uh -huh. set that whole thing up. So now it's starting to get pushing toward dark. And everything else because we did late afternoon right because we we have jobs we work right and so they they knew i think if they waited and all that and continued to harass us that we wouldn't be able to do it mm -hmm. so and they, and for our listeners too sometimes you get a check 
you know, I, I felt like, okay, even though they said we can go over there, I had a feeling that they were going to follow us. I really did. And sure enough, once we got all set up, they followed over and it was just another way to move us off to cause enough harassment basically for us not to be able to do the show. And we're, and we're supposed to be the press and freedom of speech, right? Yeah. And so we have rights. Uh, we have access people. We have guaranteed access to all traditional public forum. There have been uh, speeches and demonstrations and, and uh, uh, all kinds of free speech activity on that Capitol campus for over a hundred years. So if that isn't qualify as traditional public forum, then there is no traditional public forum. And so these uh, the Gestapo, uh, I forget what they call, but something services, uh, cannot make arbitrary rules to violate our First Amendment rights, regardless of a pandemic, a threat, a state of emergency or whatever. Um, we can still do it. Well, they're, they're trying to tell us, well, you can do it with a bullhorn or you can do it this way or that way. No, you're not allowed to restrict us. And mm -hmm. so I told them that, that we would be filing a lawsuit. And of course, uh, I talked to Glenn Morgan uh, later, he was, I wish I would have been there. I would have wanted them to arrest me. Uh, God bless Glenn Morgan. Guy's got some serious, you know, backbone when it comes to mm -hmm. facing this stuff. Um, he said they probably won't. They probably wouldn't. Once Bush come to shove, they probably back off. So, and I, I agree with that, but I didn't want, I felt like we have a decent case as it is because we've already been threatened with arrest. We'd already been threatened with citation being trespassed off of state land, off of public property. Mm -hmm. The land that we pay for with our tax dollars, the land that we should be able to access anytime. Well, and, and it's just, it, yeah. I mean, it's been Supreme Court after Supreme Court decision. So I had all the case law right there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're we're filing a lawsuit, uh, Marty and I and and uh, our friend Carrie, and um, and they're going to find out. So Glenn had said, well, everybody says they're going to sue, but nobody does. And I'm like, well, well we're going to do it. Not right. nobody because somebody does it. And, um, you know, so that gets great. I'm in two lawsuits right now. Right. One is so, on election integrity, and then the other one is this one. But, you know, we've got to up. take a stand. We've got to take a stand. We're dealing with this thing. You must stand up. You must stand for your rights. Now, Doug and I got in a little short little argument, which is, I know, amazing that we don't agree on everything, which is, you should all know that. Um, but I wanted to talk about it on the air, though. This is great, because this, this is what we're up against. I've seen many things with Dennis Prager just put out something about this feels like Nazi Germany, like there was a, a false flag to allow the government, basically the left-controlled um, liberals, communists, to assert power because of whatever. It's, it's an excuse to take more power and to restrict your rights. We know that our rights come from God. They're codified in the Constitution. and The government's instituted to protect those rights. But I made the comment to Doug that we've lo we, we no longer have our First Amendment rights. He goes, no, no. You have to fight for it. And I agree with him on you have to fight for it, but you no longer have your right if you cannot, cannot use them. You no longer have your right if you can't exercise them. And you think about this, we've been losing rights for a long time and we know this, but we keep fighting and fighting. Our, our right to use our property has been limited and removed because you have to get a permit to use your own property. You're limited on what you can do with your property, when you can do it, where you can build on. That's something that's been over years. Our First Amendment rights, they established First Amendment speech zones. There's no zones in the First Amendment. You have a First Amendment right, period. But like Doug said, if you don't fight for it, they continue to limit it. So here, no, you can't have it here, but you can have it over there. Oh, well, you can't. Okay. Now we have private companies 
big tech partnering, you know, as a, a vehicle for the Democrat Party or the liberal left that's taken over the Democrat Party is no longer John, John Kennedy's party. It's a party that once embraces communism, embraces socialism, embraces uh, a big tech in that way. So you now you have um, Twitter censoring the president, taking him off the platform. Any alternative um, voices like Parler is deplatformed. Google, Apple, and and Twitter and Zillow all's but not gone. Sorry, Zillow didn't mean them. But the bottom line is these other big platforms say we don't like what you're having to say. You disagree with our point of view. Your First Amendment right doesn't matter. We're going to remove your right to communicate. So you can do the, the, the strongest, I mean, the most powerful man in the world, the president of the United States, is taken off platform. And after that, they said, oh, by the way, we're going to take everybody else who agrees with him. That is a scary place to be in this culture right now. And like Doug says, we have our rights, but not if we don't fight for them and not if we can't exercise them. And right now, we're being told we can't exercise our rights, which means if we don't fight for them to, to maintain them and to use them, they will be gone. And so that's, I think this is the bigger picture of what we're seeing in this nation. Yes, there's election integrity of the issues we have to deal with. There is clear, documented, evidentiary of fraud. There is clear evidence of, of, of issues with other countries and corruption and just at the deepest levels, at the national and the state level. There are things that we as a nation have to come to grips with. What we can't come to grips with when everybody's being silenced that, that brings up the question or brings up the idea that, hey, there could be something wrong here. We've actually not could be, there is something wrong here. Let's fix it. No, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, you don't want to hear your voice. Or no, if you don't agree with the, the politically correct mantra, whatever that may be for this month, you are silenced, you're deplatformed, you're, you're, they go after your job. And right now they're going after people that work for the Trump administration, so they never have a job in the future. Doug, this is a, a place we're in. And I'm trying it's, to scare people, but waking yeah, them up. Yeah. So if you can't see that this is an all out, this is Army, Air Force, you know, Coast Guard, Marine, Space Force, everything coming down, right? Okay. So you have economic warfare, you have cyber warfare, economic warfare, your job, your livelihood, your, your, uh, um, you know, the way you feed your family is under attack if you're a Trump supporter. You have cyber warfare. You're kicked off Facebook. You're kicked off Twitter. You're kicked off Amazon Web Services. You have uh, you have ground warfare. You have the National Guard, armed guards surrounding the Capitol. Um, you have you know this is like all everything. All the stops are being pulled out. No holds barred. And so. I think it's important that we all get up and go to Olympia and get outside that fence and violate these unconstitutional rules. I was talking to former state representative Matt Shea the other night. Uh, actually, the night I, I mm -hmm. went to a church service, he was hat. All right. I mean, all of us church folk were dangerous. You know, we're scary. Right. That's why they shut down our churches, down our prayer meetings. They shut down our evangelistic meetings. They have they have shut down our businesses the, the they've they've called this thing a pandemic. It's not a pandemic in, in May. By the end of May, 2000 people had died from COVID-19, which is a fraction, a minute, a, a hundredth of a percent of the state of Washington, not even a, not even close to a one percent. Uh, and since May, We've added 1,500 more in, in the, the, the seven months 
following that, okay, so what is that? Uh, 200 a month, right, that have died. You don't shut down every business in Washington State over 200 deaths a month. I'm sorry. People Out of a die. state of 7.5 million people. So people die. Perspective. And yeah. many and many and most, and if not all, COVID-19 deaths, if they weren't fraudulent, were uh, also part of comorbidity, right? They were people at the end of life. They're, they're older folks, right? Now, we, they we had want cancer, to protect them. They had them. AIDS. They had uh, diabetes. They were 80. They're whatever. They had other issues going on with that. Exactly right. And before sure, we, we go want, too far. And we want to protect yeah. them, but we don't, yeah. we don't protect them by, by shutting all the schools, okay? Which exactly I'm happy right. to close the schools, honestly, because the schools now we've got with this R90 thing passing, we've got you know, they're teaching our kids to be perverts, right? They're teaching mm-hmm. our kids that they're, that parents are stupid, that family values are stupid. And you know what Matt said? I, Matt, said, oh, Matt said, I, I, he said, people are like, you know, they're wanting to do a shooting thing. And he's like, no, you don't want to do mm-hmm. a shooting thing. And I said, I said, absolutely not. We don't want combat. We don't want that. But we need to show up. We need to be there. We need to go physically there. So I will be in Olympia today again, Marty. Awesome. I will be down there doing my thing. You know what I like to do? I like to play my guitar and worship Jesus. Brother. Amen. So I'm going to be doing an Olympia today. But For our listeners, be, though, I want to. He yeah. said, but Matt, just let me finish real quick. Yeah, Matt sure. said, we have to take the field. We can't, mm-hmm. you can't win a war. You don't fight. If we don't take the field, we will, we lose by default. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Uh, just a contrast for those that are listening this is, we live in a state, we know that um, they call it a blue state. It's not, we know it's more red than not, but there's many functions in place where well, the, the liberal left, the blue are in charge of the house, the Senate and the governor's mansion and all of the bureaucracy across the state. Not They're to working against the restaurants. Court. What's that? Not to mention the Supreme court. And the Supreme court on all nine justices, those are Supreme liberals. So they have an agenda that isn't pro-family, isn't about business friendly, isn't any of those things. You have the National Guard and the state patrol there, right, at a huge numbers. When nothing in this state has happened, conservative movements, conservative rallies have big numbers throughout the Culp campaign and the Trump campaign and so forth. We clean up our trash. We're good for our neighbors. There's been no incident that has triggered something where they have this kind of response. The same thing at the national level. Same thing here, bottom line, though. Just this summer in Chaz and Chop, or down in Portland for four months and still ongoing, you had federal buildings destroyed, police department pulled back. They brought in extra police and National Guard because of what? Here at the state capitol. But in Seattle, it's a summer of love. We want to defund the police department, allow them to have their freedom of speech and to break things, to hold hold neighborhoods hostage. See, this is not about two young black men. And two young black men lost their life because of it. And so I'm making this point because at the national level for the uh, supposed inauguration here on the 20th, they said they're going to have 20,000 National Guard on campus, which is double the number of people we have in Afghanistan right now. Think about that. Seriously, for what we saw, this this is a, a overreach. You're like, wait, wait, what's going on here? Why are you bringing that many troops in, it feels very, remember how they, remember how the political left, the liberals, the Democrats, whatever you want to call them, the socialists uh, um, tying up with China thought Trump, they were like, Trump shouldn't do a military parade. 
it's going to be much more like Russia or China or North Korea because you know, having the tanks and stuff roll down the street, right? This is what they're doing. When you pack DC or Olympia with military troops to protect that, it, it, it very much feels like this tyranny, this, this dictatorship, this idea that we don't have any power. That's what we're talking about right here is we, we, the illusion that we have all these rights, that we have uh, representation that we vote for is unquestioned right now. And so you know, to, like, to your point, we've got to get in the game. We've got to stay in the game. We've got to take ground in the game. We got to stand firm that we these are non-negotiables. These rights, these opportunities, our voice must be heard, and we're going to stand here and make them and you know show their hands and then vote them out of office. Use legal, lawful ways to do it, but uh, to fight, to really fight. And uh, right now, I think that we we've been saying last year about a year of courage. We're talking about this year as we entered in about all year the things of that we're forcing a be, year of action. Yeah, have a year of action this year. We can't, yep. you know, it's, it's more than just, and we, and what we said last year and what we continue to say mm-hmm. is that courage is not the absence of fear. It is action in the face of fear. And so we're, we're continuing uh, what's going on. If, if God is for us, who can be against us? And uh, you know, at no time while you and I were going through this uh, at the campus, were either one of us afraid we, mm-hmm. that they, the, the police didn't scare us. We knew we were in the right. We stood firm in our, in our confidence. Now we complied because um, uh, I know some things, even mm-hmm. as long as the threat is there, we have a base for a lawsuit. There was no reason for Marty and I to get, a, to get arrested or anything like that. But it, I, you know, I'm questioning whether or not they will, will arrest us. I guess we'll find out because Glenn wants to go push the envelope <laughs> on Monday, but we'll, I, we'll see. Yeah. And I will say uh, at the very, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is our rights were, it does matter, but our rights were abridged. We were told we couldn't be there. We will fight this and we are bringing a suit. But to have even the guy, the lead guy that was telling us we couldn't, that was enforcing whatever rules he thought he had. Remember he whispered to me, because I like the music, the Christian music, right? It's like, is that to placate us or is it he really is? He doesn't like doing his job. I don't know. And then you have the, the state patrol guy that gave us the, the wrong information that stayed with us to pack our stuff up. That was actually fairly nice. Deeply apologized for having to do that. So I know that there's people in law enforcement and it's not no excuse because there's many people in Nazi Germany that just, I had to follow along. I had to do, you know, whatever, even though they knew it was wrong. So I'm not saying that's right, but here's people that probably didn't want to be there. They think these things are stupid, but they're still following along because those in authority right now, those that we've elected, um, Inslee and Ferguson and those on the, on the political left are scaring them. And they're, they, you know, they're, they are doing things they don't believe in, not, not excusing it, because they're worried about losing their job. This is, this is where we're at now. And so um, we still support our law enforcement. We still support all that. Um, and and we, we said that to them. We said, yeah. hey, we love you guys. We're law and order guys, but you're, mm-hmm. you guys are out of line here. Mm-hmm. And let me explain it to you. And they're like, well, you're arguing with the wrong people. We have to do this. We have to do that. I'm like, no, you don't. And, um, you know, well, it's not doing any good to argue with us. I mean, they sent in a couple of tougher, more obviously senior type people. Right. Um, and um, so ultimately, yeah, we're probably going to have to Martin Luther King this thing and, 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 you know, push it and go ahead and see what they'll do. Um, but we have a session going on in Olympia 
right now. And we want to petition our legislators and we are being prevented mm-hmm. by um, every, any means necessary is what I thought. And I, and I believe they're liars. They're lying and they will lie. And this is something that I've seen in uh, doing the street ministry and doing the street church thing is they will lie to you. They will make up stuff. And so when you come back and you stand toe to toe and you know your stuff, generally they back down. In this particular instance, they did not back down. As you, you saw, you were like going, hey, Doug, you know, you know, you, you saw, I said, I would question mm-hmm. them. I say, okay, yeah. now if we don't comply, what's going to happen? Well, we're going to mm-hmm. trespass you. Then what's going to happen? Then the, oh, we're going to turn you over to the state patrol. I said, well, can I go talk to the state patrol? I want to have a state patrolman. I said, well, uh, if they trespass us, what are you going to do as well? Then I'm going to cite you if, you if you stay here. I said, what if we continue not to comply? Mm-hmm. After you cite us, will you arrest us? And he went, mm, um, um, yes. So, and I have it on camera. So mm-hmm. we were threatened with arrest. And I, and I, you know, my training on, on how to deal with these situations is you're good. You can now comply and you have basis for a lawsuit. And, and the thing is that the policemen and those guys don't have immunity. They think they have immunity. They don't. When you, when you knowingly, now the one guy from the, the campus services guy, he wanted to refuse to hear me explain to him that we had, like, he kept, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see mm-hmm. that. I just want you to do what I want you to do. Okay. But I explained, I said, you are violating our rights mm-hmm. and you are threatening us. And um, so regardless of whether he wants to see it or not, he's still liable to be sued as an individual. Cannot hide behind his job. I was just doing my job. Hey, guess what? If you do your job and violate your oath to the constitution, you're still, you're, you're still a traitor. You're still mm-hmm. not doing right thing. And, you know, I, it's going to be tough for me to convince a Washington state patrol officer that he's violating his oath in five minutes or 10 minutes or however long. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine, imagine we probably had a half hour conversation. Um, however, I think I was clear. I think I was succinct. I had, I had my ducks in a row. We carry documents with us that show this, the case law from the Supreme court. And, and I'm used to dealing with their objections. Um, but occasionally you just run into a brick wall and they're not going to, it doesn't matter what you say. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the time we take every legal action. So what I'm, I guess what I'm coming down to Marty is that, and now, and Marty says, as we're leaving, Marty looks and he goes, Doug with you, it's always an adventure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I like, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. This isn't, you know, I would rather just set up the PA, do the radio show, say our piece and get, get out of there. Right. I wasn't, looking for a confrontation. I did not initiate a confrontation. We were simply going to do our show. Okay. So, um, but we have to fight with everything we have as well. And so, because of what Marty mentioned earlier, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial branches are all dominated by left-leaning, left-wing people in Washington state, our lawsuit will be filed in federal court. Mm-hmm. where we have a bunch of new Trump appointed judges and we have uh, more. And because it is a federal case, honestly, it is because it's a, it's a U.S. Constitution case, whether they pick it up and hear it or whatever. But at least those individual police officers and those individual campus uh, enterprise people will be served. They will say, you are named in a lawsuit. You are in trouble, right? Let them feel what they tried to make us feel. And we need to show up when we're right and we need to push and we need to fight. Now, 
Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Obviously, prayers be fantastic, but this is where we're at, you know, and your school level, your school boards, why this election season is important. Don't forget, take your eyes off that. The local city councils, the school boards, if you're thinking about it, now is the time. And those that, that aren't paying attention to Olympia, there's been five days so far of the session. Well, of course, it's, it's locked down. It's all virtual, but there's a lot of really bad bills being proposed. They told you they wouldn't propose a lot of bills because, you know, it's it's uh, virtual. They're not. They're going to set a record, they said, of new bills they proposed. Just now, saw with, one today come across my desk, carbon carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. There's carbon emissions. There, there are bills. Cent, a 30 cent a gallon gas tax. Yep. And they're talking about up to 50 cents more for, for a carbon neutral, whatever the Inslee thing for fighting environmental science, whatever. Um, but they have one, uh, two, to excuse, to cover, right? Any election anomalies. You can't investigate our, our in, in the election integrity or anything to do with elections itself. They want, they're trying to pass a bill that says that they're uh, exempt from any investigations. Now, what, if you, boy, you need to be make it open and transparent. This is crazy. There was another bill that, that's been pushed as well about, you know, if you're a landlord or a tenant, it's fine, one of those things, but they've already been almost a year and a half where landlord couldn't evict their tenants if, if for non-payment, you know, because of COVID. And then there's been this, this new surplus where tenants are getting money from the federal government and the state government, you know, for the most part. They want to extend that for two more years. So if you're a landlord and you have a tenant involved that, that knows the laws and wants to work it and doesn't want to pay their rent, they can go two more years and you can't do anything about it if this bill passes. These are just idiotic, egregious type things. It has no point, but it's, it's to destroy it. And then flip side with that, if that were to ever pass, and it might with the Democrat majority in both House, Senate, and governor, he might sign it or some kind of, it's, it's the right thing to do during COVID or whatever, right? Two years down the road, it won't be COVID. We know this. You've destroyed that inventory of rental housing. They'll sell it. And you're forcing them to sell, which the, the market's great for buy and sell. Then there's no rental properties. So what about this low-income housing? What about affordable housing? It makes the prices go through the roof and makes the problem worse. And so it's just, it's crazy how these proposals. And then there's the... The healthcare clinics, where they came about last time, come, coming about again, where they want to put healthcare clinics funded and staffed by Planned Parenthood into middle schools all across the state. Think about that for a second. I don't want my kid to be able to go to a Planned Parenthood in middle school. They're older than that now. So, but or your kids, you know, without your permission, it's just that is not the way we should be, we should be going. So. We, uh, we have a lot of things to watch out for. And I think part of that, too, is if we're multiple distracted on all the different things they're doing, playing defense. Doug's point earlier, it's time we start playing offense. Offense from elections, offense from keep, uh, maintaining our rights, offense of being showing up and staying engaged. Because everything in the light, if it's exposed, they probably won't do it as much, even though they're emboldened now. Don't you think, Doug? Yeah, it's... Um, it's what they... Uh, we had that president of the the... the college guy, I can't remember what he was, but he, he said, when you get rid of the 10, you have to make thousands of laws. So if we get rid of the 10 commandments, you should, you know, don't murder, don't steal, don't, uh, don't lie, mm-hmm. don't commit adultery, don't covet. Okay, that's the, that's the, that's the neighbor's side, right? Love your right. neighbor, right? The first part is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. I'm the Lord your God. I have no other gods before me. Don't bow down to idols. Mm-hmm. 
Um, don't use, don't misuse the name of the Lord. Don't violate the Sabbath and uh, honor your mother and father. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the, the first five. The second five is what I just said. And, you know, if, if we had a moral um, population that was living in rental housing, they would pay their bill. They would mm-hmm. pay their rent because they would say to not pay the rent and to not move out if I can't afford it is theft. Mm-hmm. Thou shall not steal. We're not going to steal from this person who's probably got their entire retirement or whatever wrapped up in that rental property. Who know? I mean, they, they try to make it like, oh my gosh, you know, this person's got to be wealthy. You're, you're bankrupting them. And they're doing it on purpose. These mm-hmm. restaurant owners, spiffies and all these things, these huge fines, they let felons out of jail because of COVID-19. It seemed mm-hmm. to me like if we're trying to quarantine and lock down, you'd want to keep the felons quarantined and locked down to keep them safe from COVID-19. Up is down, black is white, white is black, wrong is right. Wrong, good is evil, wrong. evil's good. Yep. This is a, this is a, an, uh, you know, it, my, <laughs> my wife says the other day, she says, do they think we're stupid? And I'm like, yes. They do think we're stupid. The, mm-hmm. the NPR guy, right? People are dumb. People are dumb. They had that whole thing about how, um, you know, NPR is like, we got to put the Christian children in re-education camps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is what they're doing. I mean, right. that's, that's their philosophy. We're wrong. They're right. The yeah, Bible says, that. why are they taking their stand? Why yeah. are they, why are they taking their stand against Jesus? Why are they taking their stand against God and against righteousness? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we walk around with condemnation. We walk around because we know we've sinned, right? We, we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We know that, you know, we shouldn't have kicked the dog or we shouldn't have yelled at the kids like that or we shouldn't have fought with our wife or we shouldn't have, you know, took that extra break at work or whatever. And, and you know, in, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins mm-hmm. and he's just, and he forgives us our sins and we've got to start doing that and we've got to start walking around as people who are clean because the people that are accusing us of sin are, are guilty of gross sin. They have mm-hmm. no place to talk. And what does it say in Revelation? The accuser of the brethren has been cast down and he knows he has a little time. What's his job? It's to accuse you. You know, mm-hmm. Dave, King David had a, had a fling with Bathsheba, murdered, his hus- murdered her, her husband, husband and took right. her. Mm-hmm. And there were consequences for that. But yet at the same time, he got forgiven. And what you've done is not that. And you can be forgiven and you can walk in this. And so I got this book called The Sure Mercies of David. And uh, you can get it on Amazon, The Sure Mercies of David, it's called. And it's or great. somewhere else. Yeah. It's, yeah, don't get it on Amazon. Get it, go to the <laughs> website and get it. Right? Get it from somebody else. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the basic, the bottom line is that we've got to be able to do like David did and get over it, mm-hmm. be forgiven. Not only did God forgive David and Bathsheba, Solomon that came from that marriage ended up being the next king and was considered the wisest king ever, right? And was able to the restore richest. the temple as well. Right, yeah. build the temple. Exactly. Yeah. And so why would God do that? You know, why would God, you know, choose that? Because he wanted everybody to know David's forgiven. He wanted everybody to know Bathsheba's forgiven. That, yeah, that was bad, but his grace is sufficient for us. So we've got to be able to walk in that. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get, get out of this condemnation. We've got to go joyfully. You know, we got to put the blood on, get the blood of Jesus on us and go to the judgment seat 
and find out what Jesus says. Because you know what? When you get to that judgment seat, Marty, you know what you're going to find out with that blood on? It's the mercy seat. He's mm-hmm. got mercy for you. He's got forgiveness for you. And now we can get up and say, that is wrong. And this is right. Mm-hmm. I don't. We were told to judge rightly. But to Correct. your point, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. We're, our freedoms are being stolen. You know, people our are joy. being killed. Our joy is being <laughs> stolen. Our, our, our children. Destroyed. Our nation. Our founding uh, fathers. Our family. Our principles. And it's one of those things about restoring principles. We need to do as fathers, as as earthly fathers, as heavenly fathers, as people that invest in our community. Really, it's about, okay, how can we instill these values, these biblical values back into our culture around us, into government around us, into our business, so that they're passed on? Because without that, as Franklin said, right, wholly inadequate for an immoral population, as you just said earlier. And we've had a whole generation. Benjamin Franklin, not Franklin yeah. Graham. Uh, I said Franklin. But man. Oh, it's uh, cut out I, on I me. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, the bottom line here, though, is we had a generation where we've allowed the public education system that has been taken over to indoctrinate a generation that doesn't believe in God, that's been removed, that's been, you know, that these things that they need to know are eternal. They're solid values that, that they be aware that this outside force is coming to destroy their future, destroy their legacy. To be- you know, we have, um, we have some bad theology, okay? We have, we have some good stuff. And, uh, you know, my pastor was uh, talking last week about uh, forgiving. You know, be, we've got to learn how to forgive. We've got to love. We've got to forgive and everything. And, and the passage that he was talking about was talking about um, uh, if you hate your brother, Adelphos is the Greek word. And uh, it's kind of like Philadelphia and all that. But at any rate, um, and my wife grabbed her phone and she started and she looked it up and she said, this is talking about our Christian brothers and sisters. And I said, yeah, I was thinking that too, honey, but, y'all, but Jesus also said, love your enemies. Okay. So we do want to walk in love and, you know, there is a higher level of, you know, we need to love our, our Christian brothers and sisters, but the, the theology is, you know, give unto Caesar what Caesar give unto, you know, we need to all authorities instituted from God, all this kind of stuff. We need to, you know, do this kind of stuff. What the reason it's off, the reason that it's a little bit wrong in the United States of America is because we are Caesar. We Mm -hmm. are the authority. What is the first three words of the United States constitution? We, We the people, we the people Mm -hmm. of the United States, we, the people, all power. It says in the Washington state constitution is derived from the consent of the governed all of power all political power resides in the people it says it in washington state constitution you know i hate to say this but if you want to read the washington state constitution you can it's online you can download it you can read the united states constitution probably in about half an hour it's written in plain english it's not written in lawyer ease you don't need a degree in in law to understand the constitution says the right to keep and bear arms will not be abridged. You don't need that. The right, you know, you you cannot search, you cannot unlawfully search and seize something without a warrant. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you have to have probable cause. These things, you know, we haven't thought about that. So right now we have this surveillance society, brother, mm-hmm. you know, where people willingly give up all of their right to privacy with a, UL, a, a EULA agreement on their phone, right? Mm-hmm. Just do you accept this? They don't read it. It says, I'm going to track you. I'm going to 
you know, get, sell your information. It's, and people just, they just like, Oh, I agree. Well, you your checked, pictures, agreed, so you yep. gave us, you know? And so we, you know, there's, there is a movement, you know, like you said, this is cyber war and mm -hmm. whatever. And um, so we're, we, we, I don't care if they yep. track me. I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. You know, the Bible says our war is not against flesh and blood. It's, Come on. you know, spirits and powers and principalities, right? You know, and, uh, and our weapons are warfare, right? Are not carnal, right? right? Do you ever think about it now, the time we're in? Most of our weapons, most of the battle we're in is in the political arena, the economic arena, the cyber arena, right? Obviously, in the spiritual realm, prayer. You know, God calls us when my people pray, right? Call by my name and repent and turn from their wicked ways, right? But there's all these different warfares that we're not even aware of. We just kind of, no, we should be aware that these, when we give our permission in the, in the technological place, we're, we're losing some of our rights. When we give our, our tacit agreement to by not getting engaged in the political arena, right? We've, we've, we've abdicated that field of battle, right? The economic battle, when we're not, kings in the marketplace advocating principles that honor God, we're advocating that place to the enemy as well. People have to understand that, no, no. okay, it's not just about prayer. We have to do that. And we have to honor God. God's going to move, but he's going to use us. He's going to use us in every sphere, every influence. And right now we've done a really bad job as the body of Christ in America, specifically of engaging and taking ground and occupying all these different spheres. Because we go, oh, it's not part of what the church does. No, you should understand. It's all part of life. Communication. Right? There is a Bible verse, and I think it might be in Galatians. Mm. But there was a song Keith Green did years ago. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Mm -hmm. Good works. And so we are, we have to work. We have to go. So Revelation uh, you know, we, it feels like we're in there. Okay. Because mm -hmm. when you look at revelation 13, everybody wants to talk about revelation 13, the mark of the beast, six, 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 and all this kind of stuff. But what does it actually say? Again, the Bible is not that hard. If you just read it, it says you were not allowed to buy or sell mm -hmm. or trade or get a job or anything, unless you had the, the mark of the beast or, you know, on your forehead or your hand or whatever mm -hmm. but isn't that what it is right now you're if if you don't tow the the left wing line we're gonna we're gonna cancel you right. we're gonna you can't work fire. you can't participate you ran you can't. into that when yeah. you showed up at that rally in spokane uh, months and months ago mm -hmm. and um and somebody saw that and they're like we need to fire that get that guy fired you know and fortunately your bosses didn't cave into that now um that may or may not be the case going forward. But you know what? I know Marty, his source isn't his job. His source mm -hmm. is God, you know, and we've got to understand that. And we've got to be willing. You know, Jesus said, <laughs> he says a lot of things, but this one's a big one. What profit is it for a man or a woman to gain the whole world and lose their soul? What will you give in exchange for your soul? You know, this is, we're talking about eternal life here. We're talking about eternal life mm -hmm. and we're talking about eternal death. And Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this generation, I will be ashamed of you. If you deny me, I'll deny you. He said that. He mm -hmm. said, many are going to come in that day and they're right. going to say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this and do that? And he's going to say, depart from me. 
workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You know, when Kamala Harris came out and said, we're people of faith. I'm like, what kind of faith? Mm -hmm. There's no faith there. There's no biblical adherence. There's no, there's no, um, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I pray, I pray for the president uh-huh. all the time. Remember when she said that and yep. coming off, you know, Lord, Lord, did I not pray in public? Did I not say I was a person of faith? He's like, I never knew you. Now, um, this is important. I'm, I'm glad you're going there too. I want to bring back a, a, years ago. My wife was a brand new baby Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. She's walking in the faith. She was just in the Catholic faith and she was before we, we got married and so forth. And uh, it was interesting too. She wanted to play that song by Rich Mullins, "Awesome God," right? You're an awesome guy. I love that. You know, you're my God is an awesome God. Yeah, amen. Yeah. And um, they wouldn't let her play that because it was the 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 God was not fearsome and, and awesome. Yes, He is. God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The Bible's very clear. You just talked about Jesus come and said, "No, you didn't do it. Get away from me!" Right? You did evil in my sight. There is grace and forgiveness, but God's not weak. And I think for far too long, we've been told that we have to be meek and mild and weak Christians. No, no. Forgiveness comes, and, and we talk about this too. Uh, Jesus was the one that turned over the tables with the whip. You know, he loved those people, but he said, you're doing the wrong thing and stop it right now. You're in my father's house. These things were, were called to forgive. When that verse, when talking about your Christian brothers, there's ways you have to deal with your own heart first. Take the, the, spec, the log out of your own eye before you deal with the speck of the other brother's eye. But with unbelievers and stuff, it's very clear too. They have to ask for forgiveness for you to forgive them. If they don't want forgiveness, they don't care about you. They keep on doing it. It's not your job to say, oh, I forgive you. I forgive you. You got to no, protect yourself. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and, and even, even a brother that says, please forgive me, but you know, they're going to come back and steal your car next week. You know, you're going to not leave your keys in the car. Right. right? You, uh, you, so meekness, M E K K. N-E-S-S. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is power under control. Meekness is you and I lining up at the stoplight and I have the hemi, but I go ahead and let you get ahead of me. (laughs) Not that I couldn't put the hammer down, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Let let me rephrase that for you here. So for our (laughs) listeners out there too, what we're talking about here though is we've been told, first of all, that we have this like this milk toast sort of Christianity where we're supposed to just go along and get along. No, that is going to the lion's den. That is not it. We're called to be warriors. We're called to take ground. We're called to love to the point where people want to change, where people are aware of our own and their sin as well. So they would turn to the Lord to be saved. We're called to be strong and bold. It says, fear not is mentioned so many times in scripture so that we can have courage because we are facing, we will have trials and tribulations. We're having trials and tribulations. And a weak church doesn't do that. The flip side of that, we've also been told that it's about us. That's a lie. It's not about you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could have just solved a lot of problems if they just bowed their little knee. There we go, right? They wouldn't have got to get in that fire and have all that other good stuff. How many times, though? Daniel would have just closed his windows, brother. (laughs) Wouldn't have had to go to the lions. But look, there's a biblical precedent for taking a stand for righteousness. Come on. All right. Now, where I'm going here, though, is the body of Christ in general for decades now has been told two things. One, to be weak, turn the cheek, go along to get along. Don't get involved in politics. Don't Go ruffle feathers, be the nice person, pray for your neighbor, forgive them, you know, just, just basically be weak. And the flip side of that is it's all about you. So the God's going to give you the fortune and riches, just pray, you know, he'll give it to you, you know, do all those things. You can be a, what do they call now a progressive Christian. You can believe in abortion. You can support gay marriage. You can do whatever. And you're still Christian. No, no, 
God's never done that. His words never change. He wants us to know him, be forgi- know that we need his forgiveness, but we've fallen short. But he's prepared us, he's sanctified us, and he's strengthened us to win the battles so that our kids aren't under the same enslavement of this mentality. So they have a mindset, so they have a heart that's open to them, that they, they actually have a country and a nation and a world that is in obedience in alignment with God's will. And with a weak church, and when it's about me focused versus God focused, we have, we're no good to anybody. And so obviously we have to get our eyes back on Jesus, uh, the fact that it, and allow him to work through us, but actually have boldness. Like, Lord, if you say go, I'm going. I'm going to go, we're going to stand firm. We're going to trust that you deliver this. But we're not going to be this point where when I'm held accountable for what God's given me, which is a voice and a passion and experience level, what do you do with it, Marty? I want to be able to say, I, I, I listened and obey. I went there. You know, I trusted that you had my back, that you were going before me, that you would open the door where I didn't see any, that you would make a way where I didn't see a way. Right, Doug? This yeah. Is where what, we're at. You know, what did, um, what did, did Jesus say anything about fear, fearing God? He actually did. Mm-hmm. He said, don't fear those that can kill the body. But after that, that's it. They're done. But fear him who, after killing the body, can cast both soul and body into hell. All right. Mm-hmm. So Jesus told us to be afraid of God, yes. right? We need the fear of the Lord. The holy fear of the Lord, by the fear of the Lord, we depart from evil. The mm-hmm. fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is good. It, it's pure. It purifies the soul is what the thing. There's a, you, you know, if you want to have a, a real good time, study the fear of the Lord in the Bible. You will mm-hmm. find out it is a good thing. And, and knowing that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, it will change your life and you will grow courage and you will grow in faith and you will start to do things. And, you know, when we take out and we take those little steps, you know, you, you, it was so fun doing this thing with you this week because you saw that I'm experienced at dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I liked how you were, you were reading back to me the steps that I had taken that I, then what this and that and how, how I was able to go toe to toe with these guys. Mm-hmm. There's something about being prepared that builds courage, but also the fact that knowing God and knowing that we weren't doing anything wrong, that we were exercising our rights and we were in, and we don't have to be intimidated. We've been taught. We love, we love our policemen. We love them. We support them, but they're on the wrong side on this issue. They, we are law abiding. And I told that to two state patrolmen. If you really wanted to do your job, you would be protecting Marty and I right now. You would be, well, we were, one says, oh, if someone was trying to whatever, we would protect you. I said, that's not what I'm talking about. You need to protect me from those guys, these campus people. Mm-hmm. You protect my rights to be here. You go over there and tell them these guys are exercising their, their rights and we're not going to stop them. And that was the conversation I had with that, that head of that uh, district two in Tacoma. He said, Doug, you are exercising your first amendment rights and I am not going to enforce park code over your first amendment rights. He was adamant about it. And he said, those guys are cowards. They're trying to dump this on me. He got angry. I'm telling you, that's the kind of policemen we have. We have national guardsmen that will fight on our side, but we've got to be willing to push back. We have to push back. Now is the time people get up. You don't, doesn't mean go arm yourself with an AR or anything like that. It means stand up what's for, for what's right and don't back down. This has been a long 
show without any commercial breaks. And that's on Marty. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. I hope you enjoyed it. But the idea here is we're going to encourage you stay engaged, stay prayerful, but actually get out there and do something. Run for office, yep. get money. Now's the time to be charitable. Give money. Stop storing up on earth. We need to store up our treasures in heaven. Run for office. Go stand in the, at the gate in Olympia and tell Jay Inslee, Jay Inslee, tear down this wall. You know, and we'll join you. Let's do it. And let's do it. And, and, uh, you know, God bless you. Hopefully you're being encouraged and you're being blessed and, uh, we love you and, uh, we're here for you and we're here for this fight. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. This has been Doug and Marty versus the world. Great See you next week. <laughs>